everyone. Welcome to season three of the Calvary Central Podcast. It's so good to have you guys back. And in fact, we now want to go into the meat of the season today and first talk about discipleship with the question, who is a disciple? And as usual, I'm not alone in the studio. I'm Kwame and I'm here with... Kenneth. I'm Prosper and Rafik. Rafik happens to be our guest speaker for today. And for those of us who remember him from previous episodes you and in the previous season, you would know his voice as a familiar one. Um, welcome, gentlemen. Um, so today, we want to start off with who is a disciple? And we want to talk about discipleship from what we spoke of from last season. Remember, last season, we spoke about growth. And this season, from the introduction that many of us have heard, we want to go a bit more into maturity. And in these three words, growth, discipleship, and Jesus, summed up in one word, maturity. So we want to first start on what is the view of discipleship? What's the whole thing about discipleship? We want to talk to the people in such a way that, for example, those who are familiar with it might appreciate it a bit more. And those who are not even familiar with it at all, as example, those of other faiths and maybe those who want to check out the Christian vibe and all that, what exactly is discipleship and who is a disciple? So a disciple is simply a learner, someone who has subscribed to someone's teachings. So for the disciple, he subscribes to the person's teachings, represents the character of the person, and the end result is that he produces or manifests the person himself. So at the end of the day, when you see a disciple of someone, you're able to point finger to that person that this and this belongs to this person. That's how come they can know the disciples of John, the disciples of Jesus Christ. So simply a disciple is a student, so a learner, is a scholar. And in this case, we are studying who Jesus Christ. So he's the subject for those, the disciples. All right. All right. That's a very thorough, um, this one. So, Senior Prosper, please. <laughs> what, who do you think a disciple and what is discipleship generally? You know, a, a disciple is a, is a disciplined one. Okay. Yeah, he's a, a disciplined one. And then um, the word disciple actually in Greek, you know, it's... You know, the word discipleship is, is from the Greek word mathetis. Uh, and then when it is anglicized, that's where you have the word mathematics. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because we know that mathematics actually deals with formulas. Uh, so discipleship actually means to follow the same formula. Yeah. Uh, following the same formula. Follow the master's formula. And Peter, in talking about discipleship, he just used two words to describe who a disciple is. In First Peter chapter 2. Verse 21, he said, Here unto were ye called, that Christ suffered for us, leaving for us an example that we should follow in his steps. So he used two words to describe who a disciple is. Number one, example. Number two, follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the word example was the word hippogramos in Greek. Okay. Uh, from the word hippo and grapho. Yeah. Hippo means under. Grapho means to write. So hippogramos means... Underwriting. Underwriting, or yeah. to write under. Or to write under. Uh, because it was a word used in early child training at that time, where the children were actually taught how to write the letters of the alphabet. And they would trace exactly what their teacher is doing. Uh, they would trace what their teacher is writing. Yeah. But in this case, Christ is our teacher. Yeah. He's our prototype. Okay. Uh-huh. And he has duplication. Okay. So we follow the exact him as we follow him as our exact example. Okay. Is there is there correct English? Exact example. Yes, yeah, exact example. <laughs> yes. We follow him as example. And I think yeah, I agree because because I for one, I did mathematics back in school. So I did mathematics in the university. 
and it's basically the same thing so they give you the lemma they give you the theory and then you just follow so for those of you that did make those of us who didn't really do advanced so something like in ghana there's a book akio lamas <laughs> uh-huh they give you a question show you the formula show you how to answer it then they give you examples to work yeah. that is how mathematics is but akio lamas is more of an arithmetic form <laughs> but the mathematics broader is like you are following steps to get to a point okay yeah. so it's like you are using what we know to find out what is unknown kind of that is how mass works so when you brought the reference to the uh, mathetis and then i was like yeah it's kind of the same and kenneth even brought even explained it with his own example of this so then so um i want to now throw the next question the two guys have done a real but then i wanted to throw it to rafiq if there's anything to add and also certain misconceptions that maybe he has heard about concerning the deal about discipleship and then what is what discipleship is not and then how to address it in this light please does the question really make sense yeah, yeah. i think so yeah. yeah so so yeah to add to what has been said i just want to talk about um the purpose for our salvation yeah yeah it's not just to go to heaven yeah if it were just to go to heaven then discipleship is not even necessary like mm-hmm. once you are saved you are going to heaven so that's it yeah but it's like when you read scriptures like romans chapter 8 verse 29 which talks about those god for knowing how he predestined them to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be fed one among many brethren yeah so the goal of our salvation is to become like jesus christ mm-hmm. and hence the need for discipleship yeah so yeah, like Ken and Prosper said, it's a process of taking us from where we are when we are saved, which is like babes, first Peter two two. Yeah. Yeah, to maturity. That's becoming like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So that's discipleship. And anyone who subscribes to go through this process is called a disciple. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So what about what discipleship is not? Because I've had a lot of people objection um objecting about even subscribing to church systems yeah because there are certain things that put them off for regard to discipleship and all that we'll talk about it more as we this discussion goes around the round table but um how now in the light of this what we now know that how is it that discipleship is not end okay yes yeah. what's christ actually subscribed to yeah. and then we now show and this question is not just to Rafi, but it's to all of us okay. as well. It will go around in that form. So I think one thing that discipleship is not is, I'll use the word cloning, yeah, where people subscribe to a process where they are being trained to become like a certain man, mm-hmm. a human being just like us, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like how the person dresses, how the person walks, how the person talks, we try to replicate it. Mm-hmm. I mean dito dito yeah that's yeah, not yeah. what discipleship is with discipleship the only person we are subscribing to become like is jesus christ okay. yeah so that should be the priority of the whole thing yeah we don't hold any man i mean we know the solus christos thing christ alone yeah he is the only lord and master of our lives he's the only image to which we are supposed to be conforming to mm-hmm. yeah so there's no man that we should be conforming to but jesus christ himself yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so christ alone solar christus so 
Ken, what else can you talk about? Some misconception, because after all, I know people had, and not just Rafik, not just myself, a lot of us, we've gotten objections with the whole deal about discipleship. So what the discipleship is not, and then what Jesus subscribed to when refers to that one. So discipleship is more than just going to someone's church and enlisting as a member and saying, I belong to this man of God and I follow him here oh. and there. Mm. Like we've rightly mm. established, it's about subscribing to the teachings of the subject and the subject you're talking about is Jesus. So mm. it means that it's not an, it's not an end, but it's a, mean, it's a means to an end. Mm. The end is to, to become like Jesus Christ. Mm. So let's not forget that it's not about going to church, it's not about saying I follow this man of God solely. Every day you're listening to his message. It's more than that. The focus here is Jesus Christ. Ah, yeah, yeah, powerful, powerful. Sia Prosper. Well, I think discipleship is not about um, building empires for yourself. Mm. Mm. You know, now people, I mean, think getting a lot of people to serve under you and them, them calling you father means that you are discipling a lot of people. Oh, and that's, not, that's not true. Mm. Uh, that's not true at all. Mm. I mean, our, our, our example is Jesus himself. Mm. Uh, but then we are not ruling out the fact that as a man is discipling you, I mean, he can transfer graces and things onto you that if you begin to speak like him and all that, but then mm. our ultimate example is Jesus. Yeah. 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 And this, if you, re- and for those of us listening, if you realize a lot of things they said backtracked from season two and season one. So if you are not re- so I think what will help you if you appreciate this thing we are talking about more is to go back to some of the seasons, especially season two, the first episode, or maybe the introductory to help you see what's going on, and then season one as well, so that you now know what it is. So now you've you've spoken about misconceptions, you've now spoken about who is a disciple. So the next question is um people are now saying that okay, I see a lot a very common objection. I'm not a church person. Hey, I'm not a church boy, I'm not a church girl. <laughs> So I don't think discipleship is for me. But I'd like us to address this. What or what qualifies someone to become a disciple? And yes, this question also comes to mind. What's the difference between discipleship? I know we'll talk about fatherhood later on in the season, but then what is the difference between discipleship, mentorship, and fatherhood or parentage, spiritual parentage? So, please, um, is the question clear across the mm-hmm. table? Because we need to clarify this. Some people don't realize that they are disciples and they call themselves spiritual sons or daughters. Some people too don't realize they are being mentored and they say that, oh, this one is my, my papa or this one, my mama, this Or for <laughs> those of you who are not African, it's pigeon. I'm just saying that, oh, this is my dad in the faith. This is my mom in the faith. I want us to help us clarify this. What is the difference between discipleship, mentorship, and the spiritual parentage. So it went around like this. So <laughs> I think it should go around like this. And I said, okay, what do you think? So yeah. I think discipleship and spiritual parenting is one thing. You know, discipleship is spiritual parenting. You know, as a as a student teacher relationship after the model of Jesus Christ. Uh, so if you are discipling somebody actually it means that you are feeding the person spiritually. You, you are the one in charge of that person's growth, you know. Uh, so discipleship is spiritual parenting. Uh, but you, you cannot say someone is discipling you and then you not have physical contact with the person. But most of the times, people mentor us from afar. Oh, okay. People mentor us from afar. Uh, 
So you can say that, I mean, you are reading books and all those things. You are being mentored by them, but those books are not discipling you. Mm. Mm. That's the honest truth. Okay. Uh, So just look at Jesus, how he did it with his disciples. You understand? He was with them, pouring himself into them. So those who are being directly discipled by, let's say, Apostle Joshua Selman, you in Ghana listening to audio, you cannot compare yourself with them Mm. because they are directly partaking under that grace. Mm. But even though it it might bless you, yet, I mean, there might be a difference. Okay. 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 So, Ken. So, one part of the question Kwame asked was who qualifies? Yeah. So, so for someone who qualifies, usually when you look at the way it was done, when the teacher wants disciples, he first accepts you. So, just as Kwame rightly said, that's why we talked about from season one, you must be born again. Yeah. So, even before you can talk about becoming like Jesus or, the, or getting into Christ Jesus, then you must be born again. You must accept him as a standard. Now, after that, what you do is that you accept his influence over his life and you are ready to what to listen. For if, like Pastor says, is going to be a student to teach a relationship, if you are not ready to listen, then why are you here? If you are not ready to sit down and what and attend to the... To the in quote, the lectures that you have to receive, how else will you go and become like the Jesus you are looking after? So at the end of the day, the one who qualifies, the one who has been saved, the one who has accepted the Lordship of Christ Jesus, and who is ready to sit and willing to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with a question on what qualifies someone to be a disciple, yeah, I think Ken has um, mentioned everything basically. Um, you, you have to be born again. That's the first thing. First Peter 2 verse 2 mm-hmm. talks about um, when we are born again, we are like newborn babies. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you become a, a, a newborn in the faith. Yeah. So now you have to grow. So being born is the first thing, being born again. Yeah. And then I think that, well, he mentioned a whole lot of things, but I would also talk about um, what qualifies one to be a disciple, um, the ability to count the cost, to be able to know that Oh, this one I'm subscribing to. So um, I have to weigh the options and see if I really want to do it, if I really can do it. Yeah. And Jesus says it in Luke chapter 14. We have to count the cost before we follow him. So I think, yeah, that's the one thing I want to emphasize on. We should be able to count the cost and know if we really want to go through this thing. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about counting the cost, but again, what is it? In addition to what Rafik said, when you look at Luke 9, before the Luke 14, actually, Jesus Christ gave a couple of responses to would-be disciples. So he saw someone, someone said, I will follow you. Another person, he told him, follow him. And to all those people who said, I will follow you, there are things that Jesus Christ outlaid. He says, first, son, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He said, first, let me go and bury him. He said, no, you preach the kingdom of God. And I said, let me go and set him straight at home. So Jesus Christ was trying to draw them to, let's say, the, the terms and conditions. So meaning that first, the master's business first. So the master is first because he's the focus. That means that another thing is that there'll be challenges. So it won't be, as he's going to give you food, the, the, whoever is disciple is going to give you food, water, so that you'll be comfortable. So just as Rafik said, you need to know what is involved, the, the terms and conditions, and you need to be willing and ready to accept them. Because even subtly, you've even talked about the next set of things we wanted us to talk about. That's the attitude of a disciple. Because... One thing I've also noticed is that, hey, people don't want to... People want the grace, but they don't want the... The, the gra- discipline required. Yes. The, <laughs> so they want to keep their identity, but they don't want to have the 
idea of sacrifice and you know one thing i've even come to realize about discipleship is that you are actually trading your identity for someone else's identity and mm. this is where we must this is where it was even good for us to talk about the misconceptions like who are we becoming like so am i trading my identity for that of a mortal man like me or i'm trading my identity for someone like christ so i think we should now reiterate on this thing we're talking about the attitude of a disciple that what is the attitude required for a disciple i for me from my end from all that you guys have said sitting on this on the round table i realize that one key thing is sacrifice yeah that's how willing are we to go and then say that okay i want to put myself under this person's government what do i do so what else can we talk about um seraphic if that's okay with you to start first okay so i think um one thing I'll talk about is supreme love for Jesus. Mm. Like, we should love Jesus above everything else and everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the same Luke 14, verse 30, I think verse 26 down to 33, he talks about it, that anyone who loves father or mother or any of these things more than me cannot be my disciple. Because yeah. it's, I find that we gravitate towards what we love most. Yeah. I mean, all... Mm our whole lives revolve around what we love most yeah. yeah so if someone else let's say your your spouse or your brother or your sister or someone is at the center of your your affections then you'll be living for that person practically yeah so love for jesus should be supreme it should be above everything else yeah. such that love of course you're supposed to love everyone else but our love for everything else should pale in comparison to our love for jesus it should be very insignificant, yeah, when you compare the two. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that one attitude that a disciple has to have. So another thing I'd like to mention is like see in John chapter six, Jesus Christ asks his disciples one thing, tell so you, will you also go? So another thing that you must take note is that loyalty, you must be ready to stay. Because mm -hmm. perhaps the things that he might be teaching you might look strange and because Jesus Christ was telling them that unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in them. And after that, many left. And Jesus Christ turned and asked them, will you also leave? So me, for a disciple, someone ready to undergo discipleship, you must be ready to stay. Loyalty to the one who has called you. And in this case, Christ Jesus has called us. <laughs> but it is he that endures to the end, the one that will be saved. be saved. Indeed. Very powerful point. I mean, is there's a lot of talk now, even in Christian circles, concerning loyalty. And I mean, it's a really serious Please don't thing. shake this table to break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this table is already shaking. It's, it's hopping on one leg. And I mean, it's a key thing. I mean, it's a key thing. Um, but what do you think we should do? I don't have anything to say. Okay. But I think okay. one thing, too, is about um, belief. Because um, belief and faith. Belief and faith. I think belief and faith is also another key thing. Because it says... The, um, we must believe first thing starts with we'll talk about it when we're talking about ministry because he was saying that what then might we do that might work the works of god that's john 6 28 and then it's even the same passage that you can you mentioned and he was like the first thing to do in order to work the work of god is starting with belief so it it tells you that anything we are doing with regards to as a work for god must first start with belief in the one whom he sent and usually that was what he was he was referring to himself jesus the christ but then it can also mean christ in you get it so belief i mean belief is very key 
it's very very key but we'll talk about more in subsequent episodes so um we've talked about the attitude of a disciple now let's hammer a little more i think we are time so we'll hammer now on the final point that is the cost of discipleship and one statement one statement i i noted was someone said if you hate your father and mother um prosper can you give a little light on that because i think that one someone will be like hey jesus too <laughs> i mean what is this man trying to say and i'm some people have had problems with me concerning the bible about passages like that but i think to help if we clarify that and then what jesus was referring to in the light of this mm-hmm. or um i think the reference you get that right um that's luke 14 26 okay luke 14 26 so let me read it out it says if any man come to me and hate not that is king james and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters and yea his life also he cannot be my disciple this list is very extensive (laughs) very 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 extensive um what can you say sir (laughs) okay so um, I think Jesus was, I mean, it was that was his requirement for being part of his ministry. So Jesus actually re-echoed from Deuteronomy 33. Oh. Yeah. Verse 8 and 9. You know, because we know that God chose the whole of Israel. God wanted to have a nation of priests. Mm-hmm. But now he only had a tribe of priests, which was the Levi. So he said to Levi, let that remain that to me, be with the Holy One. You know, and um, whom did that prove at Massa? And with whom did that strive at the waters of Meribah? Mm-hmm. Who said unto his father and to his mother, I have not seen him? Mm-hmm. Neither did he acknowledge his brethren, mm-hmm. nor knew his own children, for they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. Mm-hmm. So it was at this time where, I mean, when the children of Israel rejected, I mean, the Lord. It was the tribe of Levi that stood and fought and fought as God's army. Mm. So it's the same way, before you be enlisted in, I mean, to be part, to be a disciple, you must be willing to, I mean, let go of any natural affection. Mm. And like Rafik said, anything that takes the place of God in your life. So it's not really about literal mother, literal father. Okay. Yes. Okay. But in the days of the Levitical priesthood, at that time, it was literal. Oh, okay. It was literal. Yes. Huh. Because, I mean, at this time, when they went forward, they, they even, I mean, when you see your father, you, 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 you kill your father. I'm telling you. Yes, that was... That they slew them, no mercy. Yeah, that was at the, where they were at the foot of the mountain, right? And exactly. after the golden calf. Exactly. And then that was where Levi actually got the right to the priesthood. Exactly. So all the nations of Israel rejected their natural priesthood and Levi yeah. said, we are retaining it. Yes. So, yeah. you are, okay. Yeah, and I think, well, with the hate, hate word, the, the translation, probably when the King James was written, hate had not the meaning that it has yeah, now. 1611. Yeah, 1611. Yeah, if I had a lot like, of passages like exactly. that, I think, I'm, I think the Bible episode will clarify one or two yeah. of those points. So, like, when you read, like, more modern translations, it talks about um, he who loves... Um, mother or father more than me so it's like yeah. it's a comparison 
Mm. Um, our love for Jesus should be so great that our love for any other thing is insignificant. Yeah, so that's what he's saying. Else, if he's saying we should hate mother or father, it's, <laughs> it's a contradiction to yeah. love your neighbors yourself. Yeah, it's a paradox. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, so it's not really hate. It's like it should be lesser love. Yeah, that's basically what I think it is. Okay. Um, Ken, any. I think there's a parallel scripture to the, what we have in Luke, Matthew 10. Matthew 10 uses the words that Rafi was trying to say. Say, who loves father or mother more than me? It's not worthy. So I think yeah. that's. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus brings a hard point home. (laughs) Really? That's usual. That's very usual. I mean, the 30 goes like that. And he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will surely gain it. A pa- passion translation. I like the passion translation. It puts it like this: Whoever loves father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple. <laughs> Straight to the point. point. Sure. <laughs> and whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own, or he cannot be considered to be my disciple. Mm-hmm. All who seek to live apart from me will lose it all, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. This is this is a very heavyweight something. And so he's telling you that and one thing too I learned um when I was in school, there was so one of the stories, there was this um kind of lecture where his formula was the right formula. <laughs> if you go and did something from YouTube or whatever, Ubiti <laughs> you'll get the answer, but because he insisted that whatever he taught you was the right method. Like so even if you got something shorter, something simpler, something straightforward, he will fight with you because he was insistent or adamant that your method is away. And it's like I'm seeing this picture with regards and I'm drawing that parallel. So it's Jesus is telling you that it's his way and his pattern that we must be ready and willing to follow. If we can't do that, forget it. We can't stand with him. So I think we've we really talked about this and we've given our listeners a lot to think about. Um, that discipleship is not for it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the exactly. living living. It's for those who are sure, those who know what they are up and they are ready for. And and this even tells us that our Christianity is not it's not for sure. It's not for sure. Jesus means business. The question is, are we ready to make profit with him? That's the whole long and short of it. So um all too soon we've come to the end of our episode one and i'd like to say thank you gentlemen i mean your insights as always have been really 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 great and i'm sure our listeners at home or work or wherever agree um do follow us on our socials i mean comments likes questions please send them through our platforms twitter and instagram and tiktok as well as telegram telegram calvary central and then the remaining Calvary underscore central at Calvary underscore central. So we do hope to hear from you and we'll see you on the next episode. My name is Paul and I've been your host for this episode. Thank you, God bless you, and bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was brought to you by The Milk Factory. Don't forget to share and subscribe.
Have a lovely week. We love you and God bless you.